Hey, Sober Girls. Every life choice you make has an impact, and some choices are just easier than others. An easy choice for me has been adding Exact Nature CBD into my daily routine. Exact Nature's products can help curb cravings while promoting the positive changes in mood, focus, and my favorite, sleep. These are all part of getting and staying sober. They're available in oils, soft gels, and gummies, and in varying strengths and formulas. What I love most about Exact Nature is I know the quality is top tier and safe because their products are made by people in recovery for people in recovery. Go to exactnature.com to get 20% off your order. Use code SOBERGIRL20 at checkout. Being positive is a choice. Exact Nature just makes it easier. Welcome to a Sober Girl's Guide podcast, a lifestyle podcast based on sobriety and recovery. I'm your host and sober girl, Jessica Jabot. Inspired by my own sobriety and wellness journey, I want to spread the wealth of knowledge. Tune in each week for uncensored conversations about mental health, self-development, wellness and spirituality, and how they influence each guest's unique recovery journey. My goal is to educate and inspire and to let you know you are not alone on your recovery journey. Thanks so much for tuning in to a Sober Girls Guide podcast. Let's go. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 167 of a Sober Girls Guide podcast. On today's episode, I chat with the lovely Alex from Sober City Movement. Alex walks us through her sobriety journey, the ins, the outs, the ups, the downs, and the in-betweens. And in the in-betweens, Alex also talks about sober city movement. Now, I think we've all been here. We get sober or we're sober curious or we don't want to drink for tonight or this week or this month. And we are looking for like-minded women, other sober, sober curious folks, around our community, where do you find them? Well, Alex is here today to talk about Sober City Movement and how they are solving that problem for you. So let's get into it. Alex, what is going on? How are you? Hi, I'm doing good. Just on the mend for my broken leg and lots of work. How are you today? Yeah. A broken leg. That has got to really be annoying. It was. How, how actually, are you dealing with that? First and foremost. Um, hanging in there. I, I decorated yeah. my scooter for a little bit, so it looked kind of oh. cute. <laughs> I put a really little cute. sober city movement sticker on it. It was nice. <laughs> that's like that can be like your like sober city, like that's your vehicle. Exactly. Right? Like your <laughs> your promote promo promo team. Get them all yes. on scooters. Scooters there we are go. hot. Scooters are yes. the thing now. <laughs> I get know. you a little electrolyzed scooter. You'll be just jamming down the road. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, so are you, where about, so are you located? Are you in Seattle? Yes, I'm in Seattle. Oh, I'm right above you. I'm in Vancouver. Ooh, fine. So I've been we, meaning we to share get the same there. weather. Yes, I love it. <laughs> so gorgeous here. I'm Loving from Texas the originally. Yeah. It's definitely, I had to get used to that. Yeah. What made you move from Texas to Seattle? 
Honestly, my addiction, I knew I was on borrowed time and I just woke up one day and I just like, I wasn't happy. Mm. I just, my life was just the same and it was the same every single day. And I knew something had to change. And this was the point where I still was like, oh, I can just moderate. It'll be fine. I'll go to Seattle and just moderate my drinking. For sure. (laughs) Um, Which obviously does not work for, you know, me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Yep. But yeah, so I, it was actually really crazy. I just packed up and I left like two weeks later. Wow. So let's yeah. back it up a little bit. I want to, I want to know uh, a little bit. I mean, we're, we're definitely going to get into sober in Seattle and so, and sober city movement, the amazing stuff you're doing there and the work you guys are doing with that, but I want to back it up a little bit and I want to, I want to understand who BS Alex is so BS meaning before sobriety, Alex, what does she look like? Oh, well, I, not to start, (laughs) I always make this joke. I'm like, let me start with some of the lighter traumas before I get into like the really bad stuff. (laughs) Yeah, Warm us up. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I've never had a good relationship with alcohol Mm -hmm. on the, the first night I drank, I was assaulted. And I think that kind of just, catapulted me into these bad behaviors that just got worse progressively throughout the years. So I was 16, almost 17. And I got drunk off of Smirnoff. Of course. And a classmate ended up assaulting me. Mm -hmm. And after that happened, I got bullied pretty horrendously for it. And I still to this day do of people not believing me or saying it was my fault. And I was taken advantage of, and that's always bothered me because if someone is too drunk to say yes, that is rape. There is no for sure. Oh, it was taken advantage of like, no is no. Like if someone is not speaking coherently, you should not be doing anything. Of course. Yeah. Um, after that, it just, I was a teenager obviously, and I was dealing hard with PTSD and the bullying and I just kept drinking. It was like, every time I went out, it wasn't, to have a good time. It was to get drunk. Yeah. So from the beginning, it was never a good relationship. There was never a time where I went out and was like, Oh, I'm going to have one drink. It was, I'm going to get as drunk as I possibly can. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, just going forward. I mean, like I said, it just got progressively worse and worse and worse. And I started, I vividly remember the day I realized I could drink on weekdays, which means it might sound so stupid, but for years I was like, okay, I'll just drink Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Yeah. At least I'm keeping it good. And Mm -hmm. I went to college and I had a friend call me on a Tuesday and I lived near the bars and he was like, oh, it's after class. Do you want to go out? And I remember walking to the bar and something in my head was saying like, don't go. And I obviously just ignored it. So I know that my warning signs were telling me like you're heading towards danger. And I just didn't listen. Right. And from that moment, it it was just like a train wreck. It was just more frequently and more and more drama happening and me pushing people away. And for so long, I just hated myself. I mean, I just, I was so miserable. I didn't even want to hear what people had to say, like going out wasn't for fun. It was for me to drown my emotions. Yeah. Like people could be there. They couldn't be there. It really made no difference to me. Right. And Mm. it's really sad to look back on. And it's really hard too, because I know a lot of people are like, well, you were so fun and all of this. And I was like, but I, 
it was all fake. It was never real. Mm. It was fake fun. Like I was lying. It was never about hanging out with friends. It was never about feeling a certain way. All of it was because I hated myself so much. I just didn't want to stop. I didn't want to feel all these emotions. I didn't want to go through my trauma and deal with it. I just wanted to drink and I wanted people to leave me alone. Yeah. And I remember my family trying to say something. There were a few times when friends tried to say something and anyone who tried to say something about my drinking was cut off immediately. Right. And it all kind of finally came to a standstill at my little sister's wedding. And I was about three glasses of champagne deep at like 11 a.m., like some absurd time. Like I'd only been there for 30 minutes. Yeah. And my middle sister ended up walking over and taking my drink from me. And I got so upset. I started crying and I was like, why are you trying to start stuff? And she basically was like, you don't drink like a normal person. She obviously said it a lot nicer than that. (laughs) She wasn't like, but I don't know it for some reason, it all just kind of hit me there that I had been wasting my life trying to cause pain on someone else when really I was just drowning myself. Mm. And no amount of me ruining my life was ever going to make the people would hurt me pay for it. That's just not true. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm not responsible for my trauma, but I am responsible for my healing. And I don't know why all of this happened at my sister's wedding, but I got on the plane. And when I was flying back to Seattle, I was like, okay, I, I have a problem. I know I have a problem. My sisters are passing by my life and I'm still stuck as a 16 year old. Like it's time to move yeah. on. And I, I think it was like three days later, I, I finally came to the realization that I could not just stop myself. Mm. It was not possible. I would go home. I was trying everything I could. And I finally broke down and called for help. Um, not luckily, but I actually got diagnosed with COVID that same day. Okay. So I was forced into my home and could not leave. And this was at the beginning of COVID before, you know, people were, I don't want to say a little bit more chill about it, but like if yeah. you had COVID, you were not leaving your house for any reason for like, oh, a no, <laughs> you were, you were like banished from society. Yeah. Like you weren't sure. going anywhere for a solid 30 days. <laughs> yeah. You were like a, a leper human. Yes. Like, no. <laughs> yeah. No, none of this okay. five to 10 day stuff. Yeah. 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 Solid um, 30. So okay. during that time, luckily I, well, not luckily, I mean, COVID was not fun, but I just started treating AA like it was my job. I was logging on two to three times a day, yeah. talking to anyone I could just trying to, I, I don't it's so hard to describe because it was like everything just became clear. Like all of the damage that I had done, yeah, I couldn't blame on other people. And I don't know why it took me so long to realize that I was the problem, but it did. And I remember I just sobbed and cried and mm-hmm. I started apologizing to my family and I had been in so much pain. I had never for a second thought about the pain I was causing others. And there were so many nights where, you know, my family probably thought I wasn't going to make it. And Mm -hmm. the fact that I put them through that was something I still deal with to this day. But it saved my life. Um, The wonderful people in AA here saved my life for sure. And the fact that it also, I don't know, it it just feels like you got off a merry-go-round or something. Yeah. Like all of this nightmare just stopped and I could finally breathe and start to 
really get to know myself. And it's funny because I actually have nothing in common with who I was when I drank. Really? Yeah. I had different hobbies, different personality. It's literally like I stepped away and a whole new person came out. Wow. That's incredible because usually people kind of like drink to enhance kind of what they already have or like want more of, you know, totally. Yeah. Energy, more like outgoing. Um, That's really interesting. It was, it, uh, it's still, I can't get over it. I mean, my family makes fun of me because now I garden and I like hiking and I'm back in school and I'm on the Dean's list and all of these things that were never me. I was just the party girl. I never wanted to be introverted. I hated nature. I mean, there was an ongoing joke in my family because one time they dragged me hiking and I was like, nature's so dirty. I don't want to be here. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So they make fun of me all the time for that because I'm constantly out digging now. Um, Yeah. But it's just, it's been really rewarding and also really interesting to play out because I feel like I'm just finally getting to know myself. Yeah, definitely. I mean, all those layers that we've like used to protect ourselves and like keep ourselves safe. And, you know, it sounds like, especially from your experience, like that was, that was survival, right? Like, yeah, it was, I I can't even imagine having such a traumatic experience and then being ridiculed and teased and not believed like, yeah. And I mean, you get told that you're wrong for so Mm. long, you start to believe it. So of course. Now I'm, you know, I doing the 12 steps, I'm doing shadow work and it's a really, it's a hard experience, but it's really incredible because it's only leading to better things in my life. Yeah. So, I mean, I think there's that saying the only way out is through and yeah, you just have to do it. And like, of course it's not fun apologizing for stupid shit I've done, but it's the only way I'm going to get better and have a better life. Yeah. And I, you know, at the end of the day, like we all want to be our best selves. You know, I, I, I genuinely think that like everyone is a good person, right? We just do maybe things that are unfavorable out of, you know, out of safety, out of fear, out of like keeping, you know, trying to keep ourselves safe. You know, everyone Mm -hmm. is in the business of protecting themselves and exactly. you know what? Protection can look pretty fucked up in some situations. Yeah. I think it's so funny because I'm 29 now and I'm yeah. still just realizing that like other people have faults and other people get scared too. Cause for the yeah. longest time I was like, how is everyone so confident? Like I hate myself and everything around me. And I'm like, Oh, mm. everyone feels this way. Good to know. Oh, for sure. I mean, we just don't necessarily like wear signs with it or like some of us wear t-shirts sometimes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Um, But yeah, it's not widely talked about. I think it's like also funny, like, you know, when someone asks like, how are you? Or like, how are you is such a general (laughs) question. Like, right. (laughs) I guess the more appropriate question would be like, how are you feeling? Yeah. I love that. I might start saying that I have actually recently completely other side stopped trying to just randomly give people advice. And now I start asking, want to vent or do you want advice? Mm. And that's been a lifesaver too. So, I mean, on top of the sobriety thing, I feel like it's just affected every single aspect of my life. I'm a better friend. I'm a better listener. I mean, all around just a better person and you know, I'm happier. Yeah. 
And like, even on some days when you aren't maybe your happiest, it's definitely a lot. I'm not going to use the word easier, but it's definitely more manageable. Yes. I I felt like, especially when I was drinking, like I literally felt like even a, even an hour of like sadness or like some, you know, something would throw me off or, or trigger me. I then like converted that hour into like, okay, that's it. My life is shit. It's over. (laughs) This is it, you know, prepare, you know, uh, (laughs) get everything ready because this is the end of the world. Okay. Totally. (laughs) We're preparing for the end. I feel like that's how my life was when I was drinking. Yeah. Constantly every single second of every single day. And it's all, I mean, it's just so hard to look back on too, because I ruined so many good relationships and I treated so many people who were really nice and probably good for me, just like absolute shit, because I always thought everyone had a second agenda or, yeah, you know, there were just so many different things that I either put up with or ignored just because I was just drunk all the time. Yep. And yeah, I mean, it's, it's really interesting to look back on. It feels like I'm watching a movie based on some other character. (laughs) Yeah. I think we can all agree that anxiety is so 2023. Say peace out to anxiety and overwhelm with chill vibe gummies made with ashwagandha root, L-theanine, GABA, chamomile flower, and lemon balm. These gluten-free vegan non-GMO gummies are the perfect way to change your vibe naturally. And most importantly, safely. Whenever I tried medication for my anxiety, I was always hit with extreme side effects that made me feel paranoid or just completely numbed of all emotions, the good and the bad. Chill Vibe Gummies make you feel like you, just minus the anxiety. Go to vibegummies.com to get your gummies today. That's V-I-B-E gummies.com. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. A common misconception about relationships is that they have to be easy to be right. But sometimes the best ones happen when you put the work in to make them great. Therapy can be a place to work through the challenges you face in all your relationships, whether with your friends, work, your significant other, or most importantly, yourself. My biggest fear is that I was unlovable, that something was just not good enough or deserving of love. My therapist has helped me to see that my thoughts are not necessarily the truth. Therapy has helped me overcome these limiting beliefs that were keeping me in unhealthy patterns in my life. We are our own worst critic, and I love that my therapist reminds me of how far I have come. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out the brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit betterhelp.com ASGG today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash ASGG. It's, it's a trip. But I can also see, you know, I can see why you would throw up those defenses. I can see why you would act out like that. You know, it's not that these actions aren't coming out of thin air. These, this, this perception of reality for you is not just made up out of, out of nowhere. Even if it was, you know, it would still be valid. 
Yeah, absolutely. We're all looking at the world with completely different lenses, completely different perspectives. And you never know, you know, all these experiences shape these lenses. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's like, I definitely, I don't know about you have found a newfound appreciation for empathy. Oh, absolutely. For for others. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I did notice, I pick up on people's, um, emotions much faster now that I'm sober too. It's like, I, I don't know. I mean, I was always pretty good, but now I can tell if someone's sad or happy just by like walking in the room, which has been crazy. Mm. And then what is your reaction to those, those emotions? It usually just depends on the person. And I mean, I'm, I try not to be so overbearing because that was something I was in the past trying to fix everyone else's issues because I didn't want to deal with mine. Yeah, naturally. (laughs) Yeah. So that just goes back to what I said, where I'm like, do you want to vent or do you want to just talk and just kind of trying to offer the help that way? Yeah. Yeah. How it's been going. Yeah. And holding space for someone takes a lot of maturity. It does. Yeah. And honestly, even, you know, you can help people, but I think it's really important to remember that you still need to help yourself because Mm -hmm. if you take on too much of other people's problems, you're not leaving room for yourself to heal. Absolutely. Definitely. That's, that's the game, man. Like trying to balance that out for sure. Definitely. Okay. So what happened after, I think we got up to like the wedding, uh, something, um, you know, a collection of words just kind of made sense. It clicked to you uh, that your sister said you went back, you went to, you engaged in AA, right? I did. Yeah. I okay. actually don't. I mean, I, I pop into AA every once in a while now, but okay. Um, and I'm not hating on AA by any means. I think it's an amazing program for certain people, but you know, yeah. everyone's over story is different. Um, I still pop in whenever I'm having a really hard day, but not very frequently, mostly because I run, you know, sober city movement. So I'm doing stuff all day. Right. So, yeah. Do you feel like, you know, do you feel like you've outgrown AA or what would be kind of like the, when you change your relationship with alcohol, you realize you have so many hours in the day. I love to dedicate my time to skincare and Osea makes me and my skin feel and look like a queen. Osea's clean, vegan, and sustainable body care is a glowing choice for achieving your body care and self-care goals. Whenever I use the Andaria LG Body Butter, people literally stop me on the street. My skin is flawless and glowing, and I love the thick and unbelievably rich texture that absorbs instantly. Skincare is a habit worth keeping all year round. Osea can help your skin have a healthy glow every day. Because let's be honest, skincare is self-care. With over 27 years of seaweed-infused products, Osea is safe on your skin and the planet. It is clean, vegan, and cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified. Never choose between your values and your best skin. Start the new year fresh with clean, vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Right now, we have a special discount just for our listeners. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code ASGG at oseamalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to 
OSEAMalibu.com and use code ASGG for 10% off. The operative word yes there. Yes and no. Okay. AA is really fantastic. And if you have something to talk about, it's great because mm-hmm. you can get it off your chest. You can get other people's opinions. You can work through it. But for me, I feel, I mean, I'm not saying I worked through all my stuff in a year. I'm done. No, <laughs> of course. But I, I think that I just kind of got all I needed out of it. If yeah. that makes sense. Like, you know, I loved everyone's stories and it was, I needed AA to know that I wasn't alone mm. and it was able to offer me that. So now I think I'm at the point in my recovery where I'm just trying to do more one-on-one work to fix myself. Gotcha. So like, yes and no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A bad day, like I said, or if I'm having a really hard time, I will absolutely hop on AA. I hopped on a few days ago because I had a craving for the first time in months. Mm. So it just depends on how my day is going. Yeah. Truly. Um, Where do you think also, that like trigger or craving kind of came from? I think probably the weather, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, it's real, man. Wow. And I was like, oh yeah, that's probably what it was. I yeah. <laughs> I remember I spent so long in normal depression that I forgot seasonal depression was even a thing. <laughs> that when I went into my doctor, I was like, I don't understand. I'm so tired and I'm not eating and blah, 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 blah. And she was like, that's seasonal yeah. depression. I was like, oh, right. Oh, fancy depression. Right. Yeah. On. <laughs> right. <laughs> we have seasonal, we have holiday, and then exactly. we have reg. OG depression. <laughs> oh, man. The OG depression. I'm going to use that. <laughs> <laughs> or like classic. Gosh. Yes. Like depression classic. classico. <laughs> if you want to get fancy with it. It's so great to like build that awareness or like around our triggers too, right? And like yeah where do they come from why is this happening like oh is it just the weather like oh am I just like am I getting my period that's like yeah right like hormones are real those are a real thing and they affect our moods you know they really do Mm -hmm. yeah and then what do we do when we're feeling things naturally like our old selves would be like this is a perfect opportunity to drink drink your feelings away exactly (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, I, building awareness, building that self-awareness is, is key. Like that is the first step. You can't take action without awareness. Exactly. And I will say, I mean, it's not funny, but I, you have to find the humor in it. Um, you know, especially if you notice sure. and you realize that you're reacting badly, it's just like, damn it. Like yeah. <laughs> my fault again. Okay. Good to know. <laughs> We're going to work on it. Yeah. Oh, no, totally. I mean, yeah. finding the humor in it is like, am I being a gross baby? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then it's always you got to drag your feet. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I was being so immature. This is on me. <laughs> like, not yeah. on you. I have My that bad. better at that though. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And we're not perfect, you know, like once we get sober or we ditch, you know, the harmful habit that has been keeping us safe. Um, we are far from perfect. Anyone's far from perfect. And like Let's be honest. Perfect is freaking boring. It is. Yeah. <laughs> Not to say it, that like being is. a dramatic hot mess is like any yeah. better, but like shit's going to happen. It just Absolutely. is. It's life. Yeah. Um, and I love, yeah. Finding the humor is 
I mean, that that's the best case scenario, I think. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's just, I always make a joke that now that I'm in school, I'm trying to become a psychologist and I'm like, I was such oh, a mess. Cool. I'm trying to figure out exactly what was wrong with me. <laughs> so we can fix it. <laughs> like, I'm really trying to pinpoint it that here. Out. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm going to self-diagnose myself. Exactly. Just go I look at my notes really quick. <laughs> what textbook was that uh all right yeah (laughs) that is so funny so Alex tell me what got you started into sober in Seattle and sober city movement like what was the catalyst behind that sober in Seattle started because I couldn't find any friends I Ah. was newly sober I all my friends in Seattle partied which I'm not judging anyone for that you know people can party and not ruin their lives like me. Um, yeah, to each their own. But yeah, and I couldn't find anyone. So mm-hmm. I just decided to be creepy and I just hopped on Instagram. And I think it was Sober Girl Society mm-hmm. who posted something like meetups in your area or like look to find people in your area. So I messaged everyone who put Seattle and ended cool. up organizing um, a hike. And we went on a hike and I started talking about maybe making an Instagram account. So me and Mariana... Uh, she runs Sober in Tacoma. Mm-hmm. We started Sober in Seattle at first and we hosted a meetup. And during this time, I was getting so many messages of girls just from across the country being like, is there a sober in, you know, California? Is there a sober in Texas? Is there a sober in New York? Because yeah. I don't know where to go. And it was at, at that time I told Mariana, I was like, I think everyone is having this problem. There's so few sober meetup groups that aren't AA or rehab related. Like we just yep. want to go out with friends and feel safe. I want to be able to go to a concert, and not feel like I'm surrounded by people drinking. I want to have my people with me. So totally. that's, yeah, what gave me the idea for sober city movement. And uh-huh. what we do is I'm sure if you've checked out our Instagrams, we have women who are our admins and they represent their town and they are going to be posting about any sober meetup spots they know of, of events they're hosting. And like I told you earlier, we're actually expanding because I think it's such a problem. We don't want it to be just us. We want to showcase everyone. So any sober program we can find, it's going on our website and it's going to be directly related to your area. So you can find pretty much anything you're looking for just on one website. You know, if you're like, okay, I don't think AA is for me. We're going to have the list of other groups you can try. We're going to have online options. We're going to have, you know, different sober meetup spots that aren't necessarily sober city movement. But I really love the name I came up with because I want it to be just across the board, like not just us in a company. I want it to be like, this is a community and we all need each other and we all need stuff to do and grow and you know, new things to go experience. And it's scary at first. Definitely. You, know, you don't, you don't know what's going to happen. And I remember that fear at the beginning of being like, are people even going to like me? Like, I don't even remember what I'm like sober. <laughs> Am I a yeah. likable person? And yeah. yeah, it's been really incredible. And I mean, we're growing every day. I think we're almost up to 90 cities now. Wow. That's so, amazing. Yeah. So it's, it's getting there and we're an official nonprofit. We sent in our paperwork just the other day to the state. Yeah. Um, hopefully once we start getting some grants, you know, we'll be able to start paying people and we're going to be able to host these meetups. Our goal is to do at least one kind of big party a year in each city because, okay. you know, you can't really say meet us for a picnic in Seattle and also Texas, like Seattle's always going to be raining. <laughs> 
Yeah, but definitely going to be hot. So yeah, each city kind of does their own events. Um, yeah, we all function together though. We all talk, we go over ideas together, but that one party a year is kind of what our movement is going to be doing. I'm going to call it our kickoff event Yeah, to kick off the, the year. Yeah, definitely. That's amazing. So how does someone like, say someone wants to like bring that to their town, how would someone go about getting involved with you or, or getting connected with you? What would that look like? Right now we've been setting up zoom calls and we just talk to the person one-on-one and get them set up with their email and their account. And we have kind of a list of rules and ideas and, you know, group chats just to, you know, get everyone connected. It's actually been really cool. A lot of the girls, when they travel now, they know someone in the city. So I think um, our Los Angeles rep went to London and she was able to meet up with someone because she knew him from sober city movement, which I thought was really cool. Um, So cool. Yeah. But now that we're growing so much, we are looking for a secretary and we're going to get a little bit more official and getting people started Mm -hmm. because there's so many people. It's just growing so quickly. So yeah. Yeah. If you know anyone or anyone listening, if you're interested in working from home, please let me know. (laughs) We are looking to hire secretaries and all of that fun stuff. It's all been uh, interesting. I mean, I, I never thought it would blow up the way it has, and I never knew yeah. that there would be such a need for it. So I feel like I'm learning as I go. Um, but for right now, just through me until we can get those secretaries on our payroll and yeah. just keep growing and keep, keep this movement going. That's so cool. I love that. I, I mean, I just love having options across the board, right? Like whatever you're into, whatever exactly. you're looking for, it's always options are always needed. Yes. Always. Because you never, yeah, it's what's going to work for one person isn't going to work for another person. That's why I want it all centralized. So there's just so many different choices and you don't have to feel so overwhelmed. Like you have to go to AA or you have to go to rehab or you have to do this. Like there's so many different ways now. You don't have to follow some blueprint. You know, it's your health, it's your body. It's what you think is going to fix you the best. Or I don't want to say fix because I mean, I don't really like that word. I don't yeah. think people need to be. I mean, fixed. We're not broken, but like exactly. it's going to yeah. help us the best, like to the best yes, of our exactly. ability. Right. What's going to be best for your growth. Yeah, definitely. I think that sounds better. Yeah. Yeah. And there's even like so many different, I mean, I believe that sobriety is definitely a, a spectrum and there's so many different, you know, um, levels or, you know, kind of gradients in, in that spectrum and where you identify. So that's also going to, influence what exactly kind of yeah you look for right what kind and of I also, you look for yeah and I love that about our admins because like you just said we're all across the board there are some girls yeah. who just stopped before necessarily hitting a rock bottom because they were like hey this isn't serving my highest power and then on the other mm-hmm. hand we have girls who have you know gone to rock bottom and I think it's just so important to show that sobriety is just all over it's not just one mold fits all yeah definitely and that like these different levels or how you choose to get sober, how like your journey kind of unfolds, like nothing is easier. Nothing about, nothing about making change is ever easier. (laughs) No, it's it's all, it's all tough. It's all like really, really hard. If you have a rock bottom, if you don't like, 
it's change it is. is hard, man. Like we want to, yeah. again, we want to keep ourselves safe. We want to keep ourselves in familiar, comfortable territory. Change is a threat. Yeah. yeah. And it's funny that you said that because I just stopped drinking diet Coke or trying to, uh-huh. and I was telling my mom, I was like, I stopped drinking alcohol as like a full-blown alcoholic. Like, why is this so hard? <laughs> I don't understand. Because it's not necessarily like an immediate threat. Like you don't necessarily see the effects. You don't have that rock bottom maybe from like diet Coke that you would from uh, vodka. Um, Yeah. (laughs) And I think that like, that makes it almost harder because it's like, it's not do or die. It's like, eh, I'm just like unsatisfied, which for some people is you know, especially in our society where like rock bottoms and, and drama is so kind of like glorified almost. Right. It's like, oh, this like it is. the and story I, I from the, the this this phoenix rising from the ashes. Like there she goes. Diet Coke. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That'd be so funny. Sorry. So funny, right? Like. <laughs> Fly Diet Coke. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Alex, it has been so great chatting with you and getting to know you. Where can people find you on the World Wide Web? SoberCityMovement.com. Or if you go to SoberCityMovement on Instagram, you're going to find all of our cities listed on our follow list. Amazing unbelievable. Thank you so, so much for your time, your experience, your knowledge. I really appreciate it. Of course. And thank you so much for having me. How fantastic is Alex? And like we said earlier, nothing about change is easy. However, finding like-minded women to go through the change with makes it a heck of a lot more enjoyable. As always, thank you so much for listening. Please make sure to rate, subscribe, and leave your feedback. We love to hear your comments about the podcast. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at A Sober Girls Guide. And don't forget to head over to asobergirlsguide.com. We got you lock, stocked, and loaded from blogs, how-tos, tips and tricks, to challenges, workbooks, and our Sober Girls Social Club membership. We have your back at every stage of your journey. Head to a sobergirlsguide.com. Thank you so much for listening and have a great day.